Publisher Podcast, Episode 28. All right, everyone, this is going to be a little bit of a different episode because I'm just going to talk from the heart today. We're talking about marketing. We're talking about sticking to it even when you just want to throw in the towel. We're talking about, oh, I don't know, what's the word my grandma used to use? Something about stick to ativity, <laughs> perseverance. All right, so buckle down, hang in there. If you're needing a pep talk, Um, This is the episode for you. Also, just as a reminder, please make sure you check out womeninpublishingsummit.com forward slash events. We had a great webinar today with Deborah Harmon of Author Branding Solutions talking about building your book proposal. You can find the replays on our website and on our YouTube channel. We also have our paid workshops. And of course, there's only two days left until book launch in a box closes down for this time. And um, we are excited. We only have three open seats yet. So if you haven't had a chance to grab your seat, womeninpublishingsummit.com forward slash events. You can check out more on that and our other free and paid events. All right, let's get to it. Welcome to the Publisher Podcast, a place where you can come to get inspiration, motivation, help, encouragement, and support in your journey to write, publish, and sell your book. Hosted by Alexa Bigwarf. Okay, so today's topic is marketing fatigue because goodness gracious, if you haven't hit that point yet, um, then you haven't been in the game long enough, I suppose, or maybe you're just one of those people who just loves, loves, loves this stuff and and may never get there and that's awesome. Um, But for the most, for the majority of us, there will come a point in time where we feel incredibly overwhelmed either because we're being told to do a million things and go in a million different directions all the time, which I realize as an, as an instructor and a resource provider, um, sometimes we forget just how much we are throwing at our, our clients and our students, but there's just so much to do. This is why I place such an emphasis on starting as early as you can in the process. And I'll be honest with you, I do get a little bit irritated isn't the right word, but just a little, maybe frustrated because not at the person, but because I know what is to come. When I hear an author say, I'm not done writing my book yet. I just want to focus on writing. I'll worry about the other stuff later. And the reason this concerns and frustrates me is because I know how much work there is to be done as an indie author. And even as an author who's getting published with a publishing house, there's still so many things that you have to do on your own um, in order to grow your audience, to to you know get in front of the the readers and to and to re grow your readership base. Um, and I mentioned this a couple of times because. Yeah, we do a lot of work as authors. We think, okay, I'm going to finish writing the book. While it's editing, I'll start marketing. I'll market for, you know, a month or if that long. Some authors don't even give themselves that long. And then I'm just going to launch this book and then I'm going to have a million sales, right? And then people are just going to keep buying it because they're going to love it. And 
In reality, you need probably 9 to 12 months of solid marketing if you don't have a lot of money to put behind ads and growing your email list and those things. You need a lot of time to build that engagement and that audience. You need a lot of creative ways to show up in front of people who want to follow you and want to um, you know, buy your books and, and read your blog posts and whatever else you want them to do. And the reality is, if you are not constantly finding new ways to get in front of new readers and to grow your audience, you are going to have a problem after your existing audience has already seen everything you've got to give them. Who else is left to buy your book? So, of course, you know, there are so many variables that go into this there's always that if your book is performing well ranking high people organic traffic will find it on the book sites possibly if you're running ads those can help possibly um, if you listen to my amazon ads uh, interview with brian i think it was two episodes ago he talked about how not all amazon won't spend everybody's money like there's a lot that goes into uh, the back end of of, a, of an ad on Amazon, um, and it doesn't have to necessarily do with how well your keywords are in your description, as it has to do with a lot of other things as to whether or not your ad actually gets in front of the right people or gets in front of anyone. Okay, so I'm not doing very well at giving a pep talk and, and reducing the overwhelm yet, so let's let's reframe this. Why am I telling you all of this? I'm telling you all of this because I need you to have the understanding that if you plan on making a career or earning money as an author, then you also have to invest in yourself as an author entrepreneur, as a business owner, as someone who is wearing all the hats and thinking about all the things. A, a grocery store or a fast food restaurant or a... Um, or a yoga studio would not try and open their doors and successfully run in 30 days. They would not try to build their um, storefront, to stock their store, to do all their marketing, and to open their doors and expect uh, to recoup all of their investments in 30 days, right? So why would we think that it would be, you know, that we would be able to do that same thing, that we could just come out gang bangers um, as soon as the book has been completed with no one on our email list and no one following us on social media and nothing happening and then expect to, um, to just sell books and more books and more books. So I know this is is it, it seems like I'm going down a very negative, depressing slide here. And that's not what I, I want you to take from this. In fact, it's quite the opposite. I have seen people do amazing things when they follow the strategy that's laid out for them, when they have a strategy. Oh my goodness. Okay, so strategy is just a fancy word for a plan. You'll hear me say this a lot, and the reason I've started saying this is because someone called me out in a webinar one time and was like, the word strategy is so scary to me. And I'm like, okay, I get that. You know, we talk about strategy when we're thinking about war plans and, um, you know, business strategy and all that. So I can understand why that could be intimidating. So let's just think of it as a roadmap, as a plan. So 
you probably wouldn't decide to get in your car and go from South Carolina to Chicago without a roadmap, right? Without a GPS, without something. You would need a budget for, are you gonna drive all the way through? Are you gonna stay the night in a hotel? Are you gonna stop at different places? You would need to think about gas. How much gas do I need to get there? Where am I going? Where am I going? I'm not just getting in my car and showing up in Chicago. What is my end game? So I want you to think about your book marketing in the same kind of train of thought. Where am I going? How am I trying to get there? And what am I doing when I get there? And if you can think about it in terms like this, if you can think about, you know, what am I trying to accomplish with this book? with this series of books, with this particular launch, with any of it. Think about what you're trying to do to get there and then break that up into, okay, so I'm gonna drive from Columbia, South Carolina to Nashville, Tennessee. I know that's about nine hours, so I'm going to um, need to you know, fill up my car two or three times before then. I'm probably gonna need to stop three times. I'm gonna need lunch. I'm gonna need all these things. And when I get to Nashville, I'm gonna need a hotel. And Nashville's really cool, so I might wanna spend a couple days there. So where are the places I wanna visit? So if I wanna visit, I don't know, the, you know, I don't know, Country Hall of Music or whatever it is, um, but I don't have money in my budget to do that, is there something that I can do before I leave so that I can have some extra money so that I can spend a couple days there and do what I need to do? So how am I going to do that? And, you know, we, we plan like this all the time in our daily lives. Okay, my I have a family of five I need to feed. We need seven meals each week. I know that we're going to need X number of um, meats and X number of vegetables and X number of drinks and whatever and I'm going to put together my grocery list and I'm going to find the coupons if I'm running on a budget and I'm going to shop the deals or I'm going to you know do what I need to do or this week we're buying we're only eating the meat that's on sale prices so we're having pot roast or whatever we, we do this in our daily life all the time so when you're thinking about your book marketing activities, if you think of it more like anything else that you would try to handle, um, any other big task that you have in your life, it becomes a little less overwhelming and you can start seeing the micro pieces of what you're trying to do. So how does that reduce the overwhelm? So as you're breaking it down then and creating from the goals, okay, let's use some, let's use some real book marketing terms here so that it's not, we're not talking about pot roast anymore. If my goal is to sell 200 print copies of my book on launch day, then I know that I can reasonably break that down and say, if I don't have at least 200 people following me, um, at least 200 people on my email list, at least 200 people following me on social, at least 200 advanced readers so that people are talking about the book and doing all of these things, at least, at least, at least, you know, listing out your numbers, at least $500 to spend on ads, whatever it is you've decided you're going to do to get yourself to that point, then how are you going to sell 200 books? And the at least 200 is very optimistic because that would mean 100% of the people that are following you are going to buy your book. And sadly, what we actually see is closer to an 8 to 
sometimes as low as 5% amount of people in your um, community that will actually buy a copy of your book. Now, those numbers are completely fluid and um, and can change based on what types of people are in your community. If it's people who are really hardcore fans or just love the topic or have been waiting and waiting and waiting for this particular book, you may see higher rates of that. The point is, you can't sell 200 books if you don't know how you're going to get it in front of 200 people that would likely be buyers of your book. So, if you're going to have 200 likely buyers, then you need to multiply that times a lot of people to get on your email list, to get following you on social media, to get doing all the things, or you need to start figuring out, okay, what are some tools or some people or some organizations that can help me with this? How do I how do I partner with those people? How do I hire those people? How do I pay the money to do those types of things? Um, if you're new to book marketing, you're obviously not going to know what all of those things are. So it is hard to imagine if my goal is to sell 200 books, what on earth do I need to do to get there? Which is why it's important to work with people who do this on a regular basis and can provide you some information on on that or to help you do it for you or to point you in the right direction. So it doesn't necessarily have to be my team. Um, but I will say that that we're pretty good at doing this whole audience building and influencer outreach and growth of of network and and all the things that need to happen prior to a launch to create buzz and to get you there. That's why I mentioned book launch in a box at the beginning of this because it runs the month of June. We do an intense month of of training and um uh, uh, both both pre-recorded um, content that you can review whenever you'd like to and live Q&A sessions and live training um, to, to help you understand how to do these types of things in thinking about your book launch and audience growth and all of that. So um, I highly recommend the program. It's We've run it once before and it was phenomenal and I can't wait to do it again this time. We we, um, we have a lot of fun when we do it too. But anyway, the point is it's hard to set goals and it's hard to set those milestones if you haven't taken the time to figure out what types of things you can do to actually move the needle forward. So when I'm talking about moving the needle forward, I'm talking about the actions, the time and the actions and the investments that you make, whether those investments are cash or time or you know a mixture, in order to take actions that actually produce something in result for you. So what happens if you're not using this strategy? If you're not taking actions that that are moving you forward? Well, it's marketing fatigue. I mentioned that at the very beginning. Very quickly, it feels like nothing is working. You're trying a lot of different things. Your, I mean, I, I use this expression all the time, but it's so, it's so relevant and I just love it. But you're throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping that'll stick. It will stick. You're just, you're doing things because potentially someone said, oh, hey, you need to grow a bunch of Instagram followers or, oh, hey, you need to be blogging or, oh, hey, do, you know, learn everything you can about search engine optimization or do this or do that. And you wind up spending a whole lot of time and energy trying to learn new tools or figure out things that may or may not ever help you move forward. And this is really why we 
wound up creating our signature launch process for Bright Publish Cell that my team uses for our clients. And that's because after a lot of time of trying and testing and figuring out you know, different things that were happening, we found a couple of things that worked every time, regardless of genre, regardless of author, that really helped um, move us forward in our marketing process. And, you know, what it boils down to is finding readers. That is the secret. That is the secret sauce, is getting your book in front of readers who are going to talk about it, who are going to share it, who are going to review it, who are going to buy it, who are going to do all of those things. And sometimes you aren't capable of building enough readers fast enough for it. And I don't mean that as a slight on you as a person, that there's anything wrong with you or who you are or what you're doing, but it does come down to skill in marketing, to if you're trying to build an audience on Instagram or Twitter or any place else, understanding how those tools work, how the algorithms work, how hashtags work, how all of them work. And that's a lot to learn if you're trying to do it on your own. And it is really hard to build a large engaged audience from scratch if you're not some type of a natural born influencer or somebody who is trained in marketing or a lot of other things. So if you love Instagram, you should definitely use Instagram and you should, and we love it for book launches. We loved the, the, you know, the ability to, to, um, to use Instagram as a tool to grow an audience is phenomenal if it's done in the right way. But if you have no strategy behind it, if you're not sure what you're doing, if you're just throwing up a post here or there, that's fine if it's just a personal account. I have my personal account, Alexa Big Wharf, on Instagram, and it's just where I put fun stuff. I put what's going on in my life. I put pictures of me. Um, I put, you know, things that are going on in my journey. I might mention some things that are going on with work stuff, but it's not meant to be my work account. And for now, that's just kind of my playground. Um, but if I ever get to the point where I decide I'm going to use that account to grow it as, as a reader, my whole strategy would change. Everything about it would change. Um, my Instagram manager, Raywin, right now probably thinks my account is a nightmare. Uh, I don't let her touch this one because it would be a nightmare for her right now because I just do what I want to on it. But it's fun for me. And marketing should be fun. And that is one of the ways that you avoid the fatigue is by fitting in the things that you've found that you really like doing as part of marketing. Maybe you like visiting schools or maybe you like sending emails to bookstore owners. I don't know. We all have our different kicks, right? Maybe there's something that you've found that you really like doing. Maybe you love being interviewed on podcasts. By all means, go get yourself on some podcasts because podcasts are warm audiences and they are great ways to get in front of readers. And that's kind of what I was saying a minute ago is that, not kind of, that's where I was leading a minute ago was that you may not, as, a, as an unknown um, author, as an unknown influencer, as an unknown business owner, as an unknown whatever it is that you are doing out there, you may not be able to build an audience fast enough for, for what you need in order to successfully launch your book. So, and it would be very tiring or very expensive to do so in some cases. So relying on the existing audiences of other people is a big, big, big way 
to avoid marketing fatigue. And we actually found this out recently. We were spending a lot of time and energy doing a particular part of our process and a lot of money as well when we were finally like, you know what, there's other companies that do this full time. This is all they do, this piece of this. What if we just hired them to do this part of it? And instead of us spending three or four people's man hours and time taking away from other things that we're really good at, why don't we just let them do this? And it's been like one of the best realizations that we've come to that we can outsource this particular piece of our of our business and let someone else do this. And you can do the same thing with book marketing. They're called influencers, they're called Instagrammers, they're called book tour companies, they're called review paid review sites, they're called promo sites. There's all of these sites where people who do this professionally, who have curated audience of readers and of people that want the books that we're putting out there, let them do the work of finding the readers and then putting your book in front of those readers. So what I want to end this with, this is not a super long um, long one today, but I just want to say is that I understand how exhausting it gets. I have been nonstop launching and, and, and carrying on programs and doing things um, basically since... <sighs> January of of 2020 because we went into the Women in Publishing Summit season, went into that hard, had no idea that the world was going to shut down, had to really, really work hard for a few months after the whole COVID thing because most of our clients were afraid to purchase services and to invest in, in publishing things. And then once once I worked and started building the business back up again, then everybody under the sun decided they were going to write their book during COVID and business just exploded and we've never really gotten a break since then, which is a good thing. That is not a complaint. What I'm what I am saying, though, is that I understand the fatigue. And when you spend a lot of time and energy and effort preparing for your marketing and your launch and you feel like after the launch, your work should be done and then you realize it's actually just beginning or all your sales are going to completely stop. Like That can be super, super demotivating. It can be exhausting. And um, if you come into all of this knowing and understanding that, you know, this is a long game, that this is going to require a lot of foundation setting, that it's going to require a lot of, of, daily actions or weekly actions to move the ball forward in increasing your community, increasing your readers, getting in front of readers, building new um, you know, subscribers to your email list, getting your book in front of more people all the time, writing more books so that you have more books to help you market the book that's already out there, and then doing all the things. It just, it can be to the point where you're like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to be able to do all of this. But you can. And I want to leave this on a very positive note. If you are willing to take the time to sit down and to think about the types of things that I've talked about today, the goal, where you're trying to get to, the mini steps of what you need to be able to do to achieve that goal. And one of those steps is if you know you want to sell 200, 500, 1,000 books, but you have no idea what it takes to sell that many books, is to learn 
what it takes to sell that many books and how many, you know, what there's lots of materials out there. Or you can just say, you know what, I'm not interested in doing that. I'm just going to hire somebody who's going to help me sell more books. Um, you know, so there's different ways out there, out there to approach it. But I would say that the more that you can give yourself space and time, the better off you will be. And this is a lesson that the universe is just like beating down my throat and will not stop trying to teach me um, because I just go and go and go and go and go. And the lesson that I am desperately needing to learn to, to, to grab onto is this notion of time and space. And that the more time I give myself to do things, the more space I give myself to do things properly, the better it all works out in the end. So think long-term with your marketing. Give yourself a lot of time, a lot of time. We get, we rush right out there and we want to do things right away. And a lot of time can vary, vary from person to person. It's obviously going to vary whether this is your first book or your fifth book. It's going to vary whether you have five people on your email list or 10,000. It's going to vary whether you have a passion project that you're just trying to get out into the hands of the people that need it or whether you are just creating a um, a, a book for your existing community or, or people in your business. So, you know, all of these things, they come with their different expectations, their different goals, and their different plans to get there. But the most important thing is that you take the time to think about not just what's happening today or next week but what's happening in all the time between now and when you want your book to get out there between now and when you want your goals to be achieved between now and whenever it is that you're trying to do whatever you're doing and think about what you need to get there so a lot of businesses will do monthly planning and quarterly planning and annual planning and all of those things and it's not a bad idea for authors to do the same exact thing and that my friends is really what I'm talking about when I'm looking at creating these roadmaps or these marketing strategies um, the big picture is not just saying here are my keywords and categories and my book description and my comp titles but here are the big things. Here's what I'm trying to get out of this. Here's how much money I have to spend to do it. Here's my timeline. Here's, you know, the 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 action steps that I think are going to move me farther ahead. Here's the people I can partner with. I'm thinking about all of those things so that it's not just a frantic rush to the finish line where you barely make it across and then you feel like you're dying because you didn't hydrate along the way and you get to the end and you realize that, you know, I don't know, that that you actually are only halfway there. <laughs> and that's what it feels like sometimes. By the way, I ran a marathon once, once, once. And it was a very cruel marathon because it was indeed two 13.1 mile loops. So as, every, as the half marathoners are peeling off, you realize you got to do that loop again. To me, that's what launching a book feels like if you haven't put in a plan of action for your post-launch, for your long-term marketing, you know, you, you've, you've finished that first lap strong and you think you are at the finish line and then you're like oh my gosh I have to do it again um so give yourself some grace and time and planning understand that um 
that you that you with a plan, with some with some time, with some thought, with thinking about what is actually going to move you forward, not just doing a whole bunch of stuff because somebody told you to do it. Uh, you can you can not have quite as much marketing fatigue as if you just try to come out doing it all with no real plan of how you're getting there. So I hope this was a little bit helpful to you. I know it can seem really crazily overwhelming, especially when you're new to it and you're learning all the acronyms and what all the things mean and what people are talking about when they use terms like ARC, the ARC, and when they're you know, talking about all these different things. But you'll get there. Just don't give up. Take one day at a time, one step after another. Try to have a plan so that you're not just wandering around blindly in the dark and you'll get there much faster, I promise. So don't get exhausted. If you want a plan and a map to get there, join us on Book Launch in a Box. Head on over to womeninpublishingsummit.com forward slash events so you can sign up for our upcoming workshops and webinars and We will continue to provide you information to help you keep that ball moving forward. All right. Thank you for joining us on the Publisher Podcast. We hope to see you back for the next episode. Great, huge thanks goes to Jasmine Commerce for the use of her song. You can find Jasmine on SoundCloud. Go check out all of her music. We'll see you next time.